Hello, ladies and gentlemen. Good evening. Welcome into the divisional round edition of the Wishbone Shotgun Podcast, part of the Sports Insanity Network. I'm Mike Griffin, joined by Noah Trumbly and Adam Reader. Gentlemen, how are we doing? We're doing great. We're okay. We're 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 strapped. We're we're getting through it. (laughs) Should have been. (laughs) I I mean, I know Skylar Thompson put such a worry into you. You know who's not stressed though? Who's who should never be stressed ever again is Mike McCarthy. Because any any person that suggests that Mike McCarthy should be replaced after after a record setting performance and this like like beating Brady, which no Cowboys coach in the Brady era had ever done. Yeah, and them humbling that that Bucks team. And that was like I think maybe the best moment of his career of his coaching career since he won the Super Bowl. Probably. It's probably the second biggest moment of his coaching career because he probably saved his job. Mm-hmm. Yeah. All right. I, we'll we'll start there because we'll let me let me phrase this super wild card weekend ended with a bang last night. As Adam mentioned, the Cowboys beat the box. This was never close. It was 31 to 14. Uh, Dak Prescott, 25, 33, 305 yards for touchdowns, two of which Dalton Schultz for the Bucks. Tom Brady, 35 of 66, <laughs> 351 yards, two touchdowns and a pick. And this game was never close. I'm just going to start with that. This game was never close. No. It was probably the worst I've ever looked Brady in the playoffs. And that's not, that's not a discredit to him as it is just a compliment to Dallas's defense. And yeah, I mean, Dallas was pretty much left out and the Bucks had nothing going for them. They had no, no momentum whatsoever during this game, other than just the momentum of the, of the wind blowing to, to move the extra points away. <laughs> yeah, no, um, this, this was a complete domination uh, by the Cowboys. Um, they were in – the Bucks had one drive that got – or two drives that got into the end zone, and one of them was at the end of the game when it was pretty much over already. But, I mean, one gets down in the end zone, and they pick it off. Um, Which, by the way, thanks for the jinx ESPN on that one. Yep, I love that. Oh, he's never pick in the red, in the red zone. And there was <laughs> bam. Uh, but no, I mean, like Adam, like you said, this was a complete domination by the Cowboys. I mean, um, the defense all up in Brady's face. He had no time in the pocket. Receivers were getting blanketed all game. Anytime they tried to run the ball, they were in the backfield or at the line of scrimmage ready to meet them. The offensive line was killing it. They gave uh, Dak plenty of time. And I mean, this game was a statement by Dak Prescott. We all had so many questions. Cowboy fans, Cowboy haters, everybody had so many questions going into this game about what can Dak Prescott do? Well, he shut everybody up by having the best game of his career. I mean, I don't think anyone – I don't think that's undisputable at all. This game was – he was perfect, basically. Like you just went over, Mike, 25 of 33, so a near 70% completion percentage, 300 yards, Four touchdowns, one rushing touchdown, not a single turnover. He shut everybody up. That was the best I've ever seen Dak Prescott look. And some of those incompletions were drops. Like, like yeah. CeeDee Lamb had a couple of drops. and So this wasn't on and Dak. 
it, it was so weird too because in the in the first two drives, it, the offense looked really bad, like really just out of sync. And I was like, oh god, here we go. It's going to be another one of these games. And then after those first two drives, my god, the Cowboys could do no wrong. Dalton Schultz was catching everything. CD Lamb was catching everything. Tony Pollard was finding every hole possible. My favorite part, uh, other than Brady crying and, and walking off the field, was the fact that um, was that that was that fourth and one on the goal line where they had Dak do that Peyton Manning end around. Like, yeah, it was just an awesome, awesome moment of just like this. What a freaking gutsy call! What a great call! Yeah, I mean, rewind that. It's the same kind of thing of the Baltimore game where Huntley just goes up with it. If you call that reverse, like Dallas does, it's probably a touchdown for Baltimore. We're talking about different set of games for this weekend too. Mm-hmm. Um, I think the key to this offense, and we talked about that nauseam, is it Zeke, is it Pollard, is it Lamb? I honestly think as good as everyone on this offense is, it's Dalton Schultz and it's Michael Gallup because those are the guys Dak can rely on. And it's mm-hmm. not because Lamb isn't good enough. It's just those are the guys who've earned Dak's trust at this point to make those reliable catches. The, the touchdown Gallup catches, you know, even though they, he was out of bounds where they said Carlton Davis was the first to touch it. But that play there, like that's a ball – I I don't think he looks for CD Lamp, but he finds Gallup in a way that mm-hmm. everyone. So I've heard I've heard so many people say that the, the Cowboys can let Dalton Schultz go in this offseason. I'm like, no, they can't. They cannot let him go. I don't care what you have to do. You have to franchise tag him, give him. Money. I don't care. You have to keep Dalton Schultz around. I, I think the tight end has become such an important position. Well, it's so important that they had. Um, I mean, the the backup in the third string guys were getting targets last night. I mean, they they they've always been a team that like has has built on a little bit of depth, and it's that's what's being important in the league right now. It's having multiple people that can fill those roles, and whether it's a tight end that can block or a tight end that can go out wide. I mean, I mean, it didn't it hasn't really worked, but there's a reason New England prioritized that a few years ago, and they went out and got like this is the best blocking guy we can get. And this is the best receiving guy we can get. Like mm-hmm. that's becoming a trend. Right. And so uh, I will give Bucktooth Kellen Moore his credit. He called a really good game. He called a almost perfect game. But I, I like we rewarded game balls. I think the game ball goes to Dan Quinn. Yeah. I'm like, yeah. I'm like, I'd be shocked if Dan Quinn doesn't get a head coaching job after, after doing that. Well, I mean, yeah, I think Adam, you sent it to the group, our group chat. Uh, the Colts and the Broncos have both requested interviews with him. So we'll yeah. have to wait. Oh, man. Dan Quinn reunite. Actually, either way would be a reunite because he could reunite with Matt Ryan in Indy or he could reunite with Russ in Denver. Dan hey, Quinn was on the staff in Seattle. I actually really think that that he's going to go to Denver. I don't know. It's just like a Dutch feeling because, like, they were they were into him last year and they went mm-hmm. they went wise, and I think they kind of brought it. Yeah, I mean, because so, we well we got the news at Harbaugh staying in Michigan. So didn't get that news. I, I just doubt the Sean Payton thing would go there because he wants Sanjio to wherever he goes. Mm-hmm. So, but anyway, but yeah, no, I mean, uh, you, you're totally right, Mike. That that defense, it looked like the defense that was week one through 
like eight. They, like I said, they were in Brady's face the whole game. They only got two sacks, but you know, Aikman pointed out on the broadcast that was, it's, it's, people will think that they don't get a lot of sacks that, oh, they're not getting pressure, but no, they were in Brady's face every single play. And and I'm going to flip side this here because I'm, I'm going to go into Tampa because they looked unprepared. They did. They, they, they didn't look like it. Now, now, granted, they haven't looked like a good team all freaking year. But this is a team that when the calendar flips to January, you're supposed to say, okay, you got Tom Brady. You got really talented players on both sides of the ball. And last night, they were awful. They couldn't do anything offensively. The defense was torn to shreds. After actually getting off to a decent start on the first two drives, that's on coaching. That's on Todd Bowles. Mm-hmm. And, and we were having this conversation this afternoon because the reports are out that Byron left, which is going to get fired or is fired. Who knows at this point? But I look at the team, I go, you're firing the wrong guy. Oh, yeah. Because Todd 100%. Bowles is not a good head coach. It's not a knock on him. He's a tremendous defensive coordinator, but he's not a head coach. He proved that with the Jets. He proved that this year because this team is still, for the most part, it's good. You have to figure out a couple of things, and this team could be right at the top, but they are a product of a bad division, and they're, let's be real, they're a product because Tom Brady was able to sign there and they were able to bring in other guys on short-term deals. Right. Well, and, and so here was the difference that I, I realized on this weekend. Like, there was the bad division. Like, like this, I mean, maybe this is just like a um, – I don't really want to say it's an AFC versus NFC thing because I think the AFC is actually like, a little better. I think he's – they're a little bit better this year overall. But when you have the fifth seed in Dallas being that strong – versus the weakest division winner um, in the NFC. And then you got the Jags and the, and the Chargers, who are actually, like, pretty even. Yeah. There actually was a pretty big gap between um, that division leader and the best wild card winner. You know what I mean? I don't mm-hmm. know how to say but, like, obviously there was a pretty big gap between – um, Dallas and, and Tampa that just was not in the AFC. Yeah. Yeah, and, and it showed last night. Mm-hmm. I mean, Brady looked really off. I mean, there, there were just throws that he would have that, and Mike, I think this goes to your coaching. There were throws last night where there was nobody there. It's like, wow, I almost think he should get intentional grounding for that because I don't think there was anybody within 10 yards of that ball. He he looked forty five. He, he did. looked his all year. We've been waiting for Tom to turn around. Tom to turn around. Tom to turn around. It's it hasn't come, and no. and we could talk about whatever we want. We could say, oh, he's distracted by what's going on off the field. We could talk about, oh, the Bucks lost three fifths of their offensive line for most of the year, even though Ryan Jensen did play last night. Um, he doesn't have his safety valve in Gronk. Bruce Arians' retirement hurt him. The fact of the matter is that's all misleading to the point of he finally looks his age. 
this is going to sound really mean because it's a different set of circumstances, but he looks like Peyton at the end. Yeah. yeah. Because Peyton had to be carried by that Denver defense. And I know Adam's going to disagree with this because of his opinion of Tom Brady, but when you grow up watching these guys, you don't want to see them go out like that. You want to see them go out on their own terms and remember them for what they were. Yeah. And for Brady, Tom Brady is the GOAT. I'm just at the point where Brady himself had said, I'm not retiring unless I suck. And like, this is the time. This is the time. This is it. Yeah, this is it. Like, you were like, um, you're like Matt Ryan on the Philip Rivers in his his ear of the Chargers. I I know he rebounded a little bit, but like, they both had moments where we're like, you're old and you suck. (laughs) Yeah. And, 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 And the other thing with Tom Brady is just like, Dude, just go out when you can on, on your own terms because I don't want to see you come out when you're 46, get hit in the knee, and you're carried off the field. Like, And, and that's the hit that's going to make you retire. Exactly. So I don't – I just – obviously for the, for the Bucs, I'll, I'll say this. There are two directions the Bucs can go, and then we'll move on. All right, we'll do one other thing, then we can move on. You can either replace Brady with a Derek Carr kind of guy or Garoppolo, whoever you want. Or you say, you know what? We won a title two years ago, three years ago, whatever it is. Let's blow this thing up and restock it. Yeah, I mean, I, I'm, yeah. I'm in the camp number two. I'm like, I'm like, let's draft a quarterback. Let's have him compete with Kyle Trask. Let's just kind of like we can bring in somebody off the street like somebody kind of competitive that that's interesting you know maybe we trade mike evans for a first round pick yeah i think you trade evans you trade godwin like give you a first round pick for mike evans like yeah seriously um but i mean you you trade probably levante david you know you basically trade everybody you can get picks for and there's a lot of guys in the Tampa Bay defense and offense that I think would get picks. Evans, Godwin, probably. probably you don't have to get rid of Shaq Barrett and Antoine Winfield, but you can get you can at least moderately like the guys that are overpaid at the moment. And like, do you really have to bring back Godwin now? I don't know. That's well. That's why I said like Levante David. I think Levante David is kind they, of they can void his contract. I believe I read so mm-hmm. he he can be terminated. But Fournette, I'm going to presume could be moved. I don't know what you can get. For I don't know. Him, who, but, I don't know what you even get for Fournette. But if someone's yeah. willing to give you a third or a fourth, I would do it. But yeah, Fournette's a free agent because he, he was going to walk this past year, and I think they gave him a one year deal. Mm. All right, so. They could look into what whatever they got to do. So, um, yes or no? Okay, let me phrase it like this: Is Brady back? And if he's back, is he back in Tampa? Back in Tampa, but I think he's. I think he will have too much pride to not take on another opportunity. And like, I don't. I don't know what that is. I mean, everyone's saying Raiders right now is the hot rumor because of McDaniel's, but I don't think he likes McDaniel's. And <laughs> well, the thing with Brady is he obviously showed last night. He needs to be on a team that can carry him and just kind of be what Peyton was in Denver. The team around him is so good that he just needs to be decent. 
who is a contender right now that A, needs a quarterback, and B, has a team ready to go? To me, there's only one option, San Fran. Because yeah. Raiders, Raiders are not ready yet. It's, re- it's really like San Fran or like the Ravens if they lose Lamar. Or like, but even like them, like they don't have any receivers. Why, why would you yeah. go there? So it's like it's only San Fran to me. And here's the thing: I don't think he'll do it. But if Brock Purdy wins an NFC title game, you gotta keep Purdy in there. Right. Well, I'm just gonna throw out another one. No one is. Spe- I'm just. This is total speculation, but it's kind of the same people throwing out the Raiders rumor. I would. I. I kind of like. I'm not gonna throw out the. Um. um Going to the Titans to replace Tannehill, like he'd be going. With, he'd be going with Frable. It's 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 a better team than I think. It's a better team than the Raiders. <laughs> like, yeah, but, but they they'd be in the same situation though. They'd have to go get him some receivers. Yeah, kind of deal. But I mean, at least I, they I at least have wrong. a good start with Burks. I really want to just say go retire. I, I re- that, that that's my ultimate goal, but. I don't think he's willing to say that. I uh, yeah. You know, I'll throw one more out, and this has nothing to do with anything. If Philly loses on Saturday to the New York Giants, no. could could you see them no. saying eh, maybe Jalen Hurts no. isn't the guy? No, there's no way. Why they do that for to get Brady? <laughs> yeah, yeah Listen, I mean. I'm just gonna throw. I'm gonna throw out anybody as long as he's not a, a dolphin next year. I don't care. Can't argue to me that Jalen Hurts is an MVP candidate, but then say who should replace him with Brady? I'm not arguing that. I'm just <laughs> no. throwing them out there. Yeah, I, I don't see there's any way. I think he, ultimately, I think he's a Raider. That's where I think he winds up. I think he takes a gamble and goes to Vegas, probably. So. That's Brady and the Bucks taking on the Cowboys last night or Monday night. Uh, little news here from Tom Pelissero of NFL Network: Lions offensive coordinator Ben Johnson informed interested teams he's staying in Detroit. He was slated to travel to Carolina to interview for the Panthers' jobs, but feels Detroit is building something special and wants to see it through. Should be a hot head coaching name again next year. Hmm. So the Lions are going to run it back. Yeah. Looks like with the same staff. Well, I know, I know. Obviously, Dan Quinn's going to get head coaching offers. I mean, like you said, Mike. I mean, Kellen Moore had a perfect game last night. He's going to get. He's interviewing with Carolina, I believe, this week. Hmm. I think. I mean, the. I think the shoe-ins for for. For me right now, Arch, one of these is going to be Sean Payton. One of these is going to be D'Amico Ryans. Mm. And one of these should be Dan Quinn. And then the rest are kind of probably just fill-in name here. Yeah. I'm interested in, in one of the Eagle coordinators, whether it's Shane Steichen, in the offensive coordinator, or Jonathan Gannon, the D.C. One of those two should get a job, but we'll have to wait and see. The other big thing that happened on Super Wild Card Weekend was the most Los Angeles Chargers thing ever. Wow, this game was hard to watch. This game was exciting to watch because the Chargers at one point were up 27 to nothing. After Trevor Lawrence had the worst half of his career, he threw four picks. 
And then I and then I fell asleep. <laughs> yeah, I had turned the game off. I know. So, so the Chargers were up twenty-seven to nothing, and the Jacksonville Jaguars came back to win this game, thirty-one to thirty. Noah mentioned Trevor Lawrence had four interceptions. He also had four touchdown passes in the second half. Mm-hmm. Well, this, this I'm sorry, the, three in the second half. The fourth one was uh, late in the second quarter. Some context last week, I was arguing to Noah that I trust Brock Purdy more. All right, and then during the game with. I was saying, oh, you really trust – like, Lawrence is throwing his fourth pick. And I'm like, oh, you really trust Lawrence more? Are you kidding me? Brock Purdy was, like, freaking perfect today. And then and then, and then, Lawrence obviously throws four touchdowns and comes back. So, like, it's kind of like which one would you rather have? The safe, unproven guy that's, like, probably not going to make a lot of mistakes, but, like, we haven't really seen much of him because he's never been in the deep in the playoffs before. Or just Jekyll and Hyde. Yeah, <laughs> he'll throw four picks, but he'll throw four touchdowns. Yeah, um, yeah, but yeah, it's like you said, Mike. To me, this is more about the Chargers. The most Charger thing to ever do, and I, I'm sorry, anyone who's blaming Justin Herbert for this game needs to really check their credentials for Just being an NFL, a, 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 a host or, or I, anything like that. I just blame him just a little bit to the point of like. Like, hey, Matt Ryan in the Super Bowl, like, could you do anything in the second half? Like, it was kind of just like, could you make could you make one drive happen, Justin? Right. But, I mean, again, and but, again, it comes to the point of, like, how did that defense let up? Just They just crumbled. Oh, it just collapsed. Everything about the ball. Yeah. Like, all of it sucked. Uh, Joey Bosa getting saying something super offensive to the ref to the point where he threw got a personal foul. Yeah, he he's almost lucky he didn't get ejected in this game. He, yeah, he really is. He he went off it. And oh, he did, he did I'm going to just say say this: like I understand you you could have been held multiple times at Dingo Cole. Well, first of all, I want to Lawrence's picture could have called defensive pass interference. There was a missed hit to the head of Evan Ingram. So let, let's just – the officials haven't been good all year. I'm not going to wait till now to bash them. I've bashed them all year. But the chart – this is on Brandon Staley. Yeah. They ran the ball for 63 yards. And then today – or yesterday was announced they fired their offensive coordinator. Well, you're the head coach. You have a say. Listen, we got to run the ball. Yeah. Uh, between that and, and listen, Herbert was not. I don't want to say he was bad because he, he he was fine, but he wasn't the reason they lost this game. But I needed a little bit more. Yeah, that's fair. I, I mean, when they're settling and they settled for two field goals, which you know I'm not complaining, but. 25 of 43, 273 yards, 273 yards and a touchdown. I mean, I need a – like, Lawrence's numbers are a little inflated because trailing, you're going to have to throw the ball. Mm. So – but and Doug Peterson just coached his rear end off. Yeah. I hope like, he can 
rear end off again against the Chiefs, but I'm also like, this is the, this is a different test. Like this is like, you, you're not gonna you, if you get down you get down 27 to nothing to Andy Reid's Patrick Mahomes' Chiefs. And, yeah. In Africa, you're not coming back. Like, like you, well, that this is a rematch. They lost the Chiefs 27-17 back on. Back in November. Yeah. Mahomes in that game was 26, 35, 331, four touchdowns and a pick. Lawrence yeah. was 29 of 40, 259 yards and a touchdown. But they actually have the ultimate X factor, the Jets. And his name is Travis Etienne. Mm-hmm. Everything he involved does, in- you know. Yeah, so, so the J- Jags come back, they find a Big way. We've talked about brand. What do you do with Staley? It looks like he's coming back. That they haven't said he's fired yet, but I got to think that's a short leash next year. Oh, for sure. After this, yeah. So it, it it's like they're they're basically holding him like like in the air with how short that leash is. Like it's <laughs> yeah. Someone who has a long leash now, and it just get, get, keeps getting longer and longer and longer, is Brian Dable. Yeah, he, he was his, um Daniel Jones was like unbelievable. I mean, what a what a perfect game they called for that that team. What a per, what a perfect game for Daniel Jones. I mean, like he was that was the best he's ever looked college or like easily. Um, I mean, he was the MVP of the weekend, I think. And yeah, um, and him doing that on the road against um a Vikings team that we thought was possibly a Super Bowl contender. I mean, <laughs> I mean, well, re- I mean, statistically they were. <laughs> you know what I, mean? I, I and I I said this last week. I said that Vikings are complete pretenders. I should have picked the Giants because I was like, oh my god, why did I pick the Vikings? I did not believe in this team. But so so just 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 so you let everyone know because you and Tom both texted me. Adam's the only one who took the Giants. Yeah, <laughs> I think I I just, I, it's so hard because you're like it's the inexperienced versus the experienced. We we've, we've known how important playoff experience is, but in this circumstance, it just didn't matter. And oh my god, I am done with Kirk Cousins. He can't do it in a big game. When he needs to step up, he can't. Okay. Oh, I need oh. to. I need to. I need to sit down with you, Vikings offensive coordinator and Kirk Cousins. It's fourth and eight. Yeah, your season is on the line. Or you say this, Don. Before this play happened, Kirk Cousins was actually good that game. Like he, he actually yeah. played. He actually played very. Good before this moment, this moment that you're about to describe. Ruins everything. Yep, it ruined everything because it's fourth and eight. Your season is on the line. You're at midfield. Fourth and eight. Why are you throwing a three-yard check down to TJ Hawkinson, who's covered, gets tackled out of bounds? What are you thinking? Horrible. And and the fact that they they barely targeted Justin Jefferson in the second half. You have Justin Jefferson. Adam Thielen, TJ Hawkinson, send them past the line for God's sakes. He's been beating double and triple coverage all year. 
<laughs> and you don't throw it up to him. You throw it up to Hawkinson on one-on-one coverage behind the behind the line of game, like clearly behind the line of game. There had no hope of a hope of beating that guy. If I'm Justin Jefferson, I'm demanding a trade. I want no. out of here. That's that's a little. No, he, 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 he's not going <laughs> to demand the trade. He's about to get paid. Yeah, go get paid by somebody else who has a competent quarterback and a competent OC. Apparently, We're about to get him a different quarterback if this happens again. <laughs> oh my god! Just yeah, that I don't know. Cool. I I just I, why that is that might be the worst call I've ever seen. It, it might be, but I mean, positively though, the, the Giants really really earned this. They the, did the, the Vikings though, just like. That that was just boneheaded, dumb. What like, are you doing? It's it summed up the whole this whole experience of of them bringing in cousins to replace what the the good thing they had going before, of just like, all right, it's worked all year, but no, it's not. Yeah. It's it's not gonna win. Yeah, one hundred percent. Well, then then I guess here would be the ultimate question: Then who do you bring in? Because I'll be honest, I don't think Derek Carr's a massive upgrade. I don't think Garoppolo's a massive upgrade. Yeah, they are. What are you talking about? I don't think they're going to get enough. It's like they 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 signed themselves into Cousins for another two or three. Um, last year or the year before that, they might. I I, I, I thought they basically extended through next year. Um, the way I'll look it up. Hold up. But or, anyway, I mean, hold, because, hold on a second. Let me let me see this. Lamar Jackson. Could they be a team that trades everything with the Bears? Why would Stroud or Young? I know it's a division rival, but you would have you'd have a rookie quarterback. I think this is with a great offense around him. Yeah, but they're they're too win now to be like to 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 be like just completely starting over. But that, that, but see the thing that's not starting over. This is Burrow in in Cincy kind of thing. You give this amazing rookie the weapons around him, he could take off right away. Yeah, I don't know. I mean, I think that this would be a team that like like okay. So so this is just a weird analogy, but like remember when remember when Philly had um Nick Fol- or yeah they had Nick Foles and they were like. Yeah, we kind of like we can upgrade a little bit, and we think that this is an upgrade, so we're gonna go get Sam Bradford. Oh yeah, they did get Sam Bradford off that. They like traded a pick and foals for Bradford, and they were like, "That's a little bit of an upgrade." What if the What if the Vikings did that? But they were like, "Let's do Let's trade Cousins for like Kyler Murray," because like that's a little bit of an upgrade, and he's younger. I still say Jimmy Garoppolo is a massive upgrade from Kirk Cousins because he won't turn the ball over, and he won't do what Kirk Cousins did. Okay, so so Cousins is due to carry a thirty-six million dollars cap hit. Oh, um, he has a full no trade, but he has two void years on his contract for 24, 2024 and twenty twenty-five. I don't know thirty-six million dollars for Kirk Cousins. I'm just trying to like throw out an example of like like if a team isn't totally sold on their their starter that they're either starting to pay or they're about to pay, then like trade that person for cousins. Like if they if if there's a world exists where like the Chargers aren't gonna pay Herbert yet, 
and they would do that trade, like that's an option to get out of this. But otherwise, it's not an upgrade. Otherwise, if it's not an upgrade, just don't do it right now. It's just know that he's not winning in these clutch moments, but it's like, I don't know. It's kind of like a, it's almost kind of like a Tony Romo on Dallas situation where like, mm. like the guy's really good, but like, and you're not going to like try to upgrade from him, but also is he really ever going to win, win? I don't know. I, yeah, I don't know. I, I just, to me, I, I, I think there's a lot of people who are better than, than Kirk. And I think that there's a lot of upgrades out there to me. Derek Carr is Jimmy Garoppolo is, um, because they don't do this. They they throw the ball down the field. They give Justin Jefferson a freaking chance. Um, hold on, and, and this isn't a knock on, on Derek Carr for, for any length of reason. If Derek Carr was better than this, and I know his coach is Josh McDaniel, so you can get on me for that. The Raiders should be in the playoffs. I know he had a lot to overcome. But if he's as good as you pin him out to be, the Raiders would have been in the playoffs this year. And I get that fair. I get that fair analysis, but I mean, I don't know. I, I just—it's hard to get that fourth and it's just hard to get that play on my head because why? Oh, I'm not disputing that like, with you. Her just throw the ball down the field. Like, what but, are you if doing? you throw. If you throw it up, whether it's Jefferson, whether it's Thielen, K.J. Osborne, who has an opportunity, there's also a chance you can get pass interference. Right. At least it's we know something. how flag happy these dudes in, in but stripes. To, just to do a three-yard check down, I was like, wait. And if you're going to do that, I'd rather have you do it with Dalvin Cook, who's more elusive than T.J. Hawkinson. Exactly. Um, I just – to me, again, and I think it goes to what you said, Adam. It's he's great during the regular season, but he's going to get it done in the, during the postseason. Well, Jimmy Garoppolo went to a Super Bowl. He's been to an NFC title game, a couple of NFC title games. So we know Jimmy Garoppolo can get it done. You know? Is there a world where you could do a Russell Wilson for Kirk Cousins deal? I was, you know, I was just thinking of, I was just playing like in my head. Thinking of a hypothetical um, Lamar Jackson or Kirk Cousins deal, and I was like, "That's one that like that could really actually work for both sides." If both, but maybe I, I I think I think with Wilson, I think you you have to see what he is with a new coach before, because I think we saw how truly terrible Nathaniel Hackett was, and so I think we need to be like, okay. Let's give Wilson one more year with a new head coach and see what he does. We know Nathaniel couldn't hack it. That's why he got fired. Exactly. Um, but, yeah, no, it, it's interesting because, you know, you talk about the postseason and, and it's getting, you know, Jimmy Garoppolo, is he maybe the same quarterback? Yeah, but he, he can get the moments done. He doesn't turn the ball over. He, you know, is a smarter, probably, a, you know, I don't know. I, I just – I just don't – I guess I've just been off Kirk Cousins for so long and just that fourth – again, that fourth and eight play just sums up everything. Just like, what are you doing? Yeah. So, well, I'm brought up Lamar Jacks. Might as well bring up his team now. Mm-hmm. Uh, the Ravens lost to the Bengals 24-17 to on Sunday night. Tyler Huntley, 17-29, 226 yards. 
two touchdowns and interception, and really the key play of the game came because of the, Tyler Huntley. The craziest play I think I've ever seen in a football game. Joe Burrow was 23-32, 209 yards, and a touchdown for the you, Bengals, who will move on to play the Bills. You have a you have a goal line dive where the quarterback goes over the pile, but he loses the ball before he crosses the, the plane, and then it ends up being a fumble going the whole length of the field back. I've never seen anything like that. And Part of the reason why I hate the breaking of the plane rule, and you have to physically go in. Well, what would you rather have? Yeah, you, you have to actually get in. Well, uh, why would that? Why would that change what happened there? No, no, no. For Our argument's sake, they called it a touchdown, and it yeah. barely got over, and then it went out. They would have stood with call on the field as a touchdown for Baltimore. <laughs> You know what I'm saying? You know how a receiver has to possess the ball right. throughout a catch. I don't get where I don't get where that matters about the game on Saturday because or Sunday because he wasn't across the blind line anyway. No, but with the play itself, he just reaches over dumbly. And oh, then you, they you you think if the rule isn't there, he doesn't do that? Well, th- that and it, it would if something like this comes across again, and it's too close. But they called it a touchdown when it's not. You know what I'm oh, saying? Oh, okay. I know what you're saying there. Yeah. All right. So, um, but yeah, uh, to talk about talk about this game. I I think I've seen a lot of people say that they were disappointed in the Bengals, and while that's, I think that's a fair criticism. I think we have to keep in mind that when you have a division game, a a game in your own division within the playoffs. You've already seen this team twice before. It's going to be a hard game no matter what it is. Look look at the game earlier in the day. You know, look at Miami and Buffalo. You know, that game should not have been as close as it was, but because you've seen this team already twice, you know them in and out. You know exactly what they're going to do, so it's way easier to game plan for them. It's easier to come up with new things that they might not have seen yet. So, again, I – Seattle was in the game with San Fran for half the game too. They were. They were leading at halftime. So I think we got to, I think with the bills and the Bengals, it, it, we got to stop putting too much effort, too much focus on these two games, because again, division games are always tough. I will say this every year, a division game is going to be completely different from the rest of the season. How many times have we seen, um, you know, I mean, hell San Fran was in the game with Arizona for a half at the end of the year. You know, it, it's just so different. It's such a different environment when you play a division opponent. Yeah. Well, it, it, it's like, it's, it's that, it's the fact that you've seen them before and, and, and it's, and I mean, there's a lot more pressure involved when you're like, yeah, there's a rivalry involved, everything about it. And it's not about, we're at the point of the season. Like it's not, it's about win and loss. It's not about style points. Clearly, I mean, I mean, you even even remember like the. I always go back to the example of like, you remember the Eagles, um, th- those Eagles games when, um, when they made that crazy Nick Foles run, like mm-hmm. some, the playoff games before the champion, the playoff game before the championship, they played like Atlanta. It was like the worst game ever. Like it was yeah. all about just got to come out with the win, and it ended up being like, oh, this team's like a world beater after that. So, so like, it's all about just getting the win and loss at this stage. 
it's and then it's it's who ramps up after that. It's who ramps yeah. up on the way on the path to the Super Bowl. Yeah, um, absolutely. They book you don't exhaust your roster, all the stuff. So like, um, since he like having a close game with Baltimore, I mean every every important NFC AFC North game is that game. It's yeah. very low scoring for a half, kind of picks up. Big defensive play happens, and that's that's exactly how that game went. I mean, you can say the Bengals were sloppy. You can say the the, the Ravens rose up to the to the level of their opponent. Both of them are kind of true, but also like, what do you expect? They're they're right. these familiar with each other. Are the Bills and the Bengals going to get in this crazy shootout this weekend? Maybe because they're yeah. not familiar. With each other. <laughs> so. Is it just just real quick? Isn't it kind of like real poetic justice that obviously because of Demar Hamlin, the first game between the Bills and the Bengals is is canceled, and now we we get the we get the game in in uh, the playoffs. Yeah, well, it's just like this is this is the one matchup we had ne- we had never seen between uh, out of these elite quarterbacks that are rising and, and young, and um. Just worked its way out that way, just because of the seeding, obviously, because the Chiefs got to be number one, and mm. the other, the other two are the next two strongest that wouldn't play the Chiefs. Right. So, um, so, anyways, as far as the, the Bills, I just gotta say, like the, the um, there was the, they really did it effort to keep the Dolphins in that game. I mean, Mike, you can say that too. Like, they really just – I don't know what their problem – I mean, they were just like like Dorsey, let's bomb it every single play. I mean, the whole this whole season they've been just getting by with Dink and Dunk and screen passes and one or two big bombs a game. They were just hucking it up every single play. And, and like, it worked a couple times. And, and, like, but then they were doing it to, like – it was like – um they got down in the second half after Allen just had like the work and it was like mm-hmm. first bomb to Gabe Davis over his head. Second down bomb to Gabe Davis over his head. Third down. He drops back sacked. Like what, what was the play call there? Like what, what was the goal? You're just going to hit a bomb. Like this is like what I do in mad when I'm like, <laughs> when I'm just like, like, Oh, that play could have worked. I'm going to do it again. <laughs> yeah. Um, it, it was more of just like they were sloppy, whatever. But um, we're like, I wouldn't say the Bengals were that sloppy, but I would say the Bills were pretty sloppy because they, they could have put that game away way earlier than they did to. And like, don't, don't discredit to the Dolphins, though, because like they, they played a good game and they, the team, I mean, Skylar Thompson played fine. He didn't, he only he had a couple picks, but like nothing was. He he was never like like the worst player on the field. Clearly, mm-hmm. you know, what I mean? like how you kind of would have maybe expected it after like his last couple of performances are like, oh my god, they can only score eleven points against the Jets. Yeah. Like like he was throwing bombs to to the Waddle, and Waddle was just dropping them. But mm-hmm. well, one was a really great play by Trey White, where he just knocks the ball out. Um, but a couple of drops. I don't think it's not that Skylar Thompson was bad; he was fun. There were times I questioned his decision making more than anything. 
like the the last play of the game where he's looking at Gesicki, if he gives himself one more second, he has Tyree Kill open in the middle of the field. Yeah, and I, I, that's got to be the hit. But but I think I don't I mean, think if, if I think if you're a Dolphin fan today, you could look back and you say, with your third string quarterback, you had an opportunity to beat the Bills, mm-hmm. and. and You'd say it however you want, where whether the Bills were sloppy, they were good. You took advantage of a situation. That that's how it would be viewed as. Right. If two is playing in that game and it's the same concept of the Bills were really sloppy, that's a different game. It is. No, I yeah, they would have won. Like they they would have won because they, like, they would have won that game with two. Now Chris Greer and Mike McDaniel both have said. Two is the quarterback next year. Now that's questionable based on his health, so I'm not going to question that at the moment. But I like where they are in terms of what they have in a core. Mm-hmm. Because I thought for the first time all year, Xavier Howard stunk most of the year. And he stunk against Sunday, but he made plays when he had to. He had the big interception on Howard, uh, on Allen. You know, they didn't have Byron Jones all year. This defense, I know they gave up 34 points. They actually played pretty well. Mm-hmm. They got the big, yeah. the, like Adam said, they got the big turnover. Big turnover. That really, that really turned the tie of the game. And I'll say this. They have found the guy who could piss off Josh Allen more than anybody in Christian Wilkins. Yeah, I, I hate this scum. Honestly, like the, the way the players talk about him, he's becoming my least favorite player in the league. Like they say that he 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 gets guys in a pile and he just grabs on their junk and pulls and twists. Oh, Jesus! Like he's, he's that kind of just like dirtbag that has that reputation from college and the pros that like that like I don't know. There's there's people like that that don't need to be that don't need to be involved with football and I. It, the more I hear about stuff involving him and that, like, he's kind of like it, it's kind of like a Hainsworth weird, like the Dominican Sue stomping on people's hands kind of thing. Mm. But that's Dominican Sue. That's I another guy the Bucks could have used. But so, so the Dolphins were competitive. So we get Bills, Bengals, Chiefs, Jags on the AFC side, NFC Giants, Eagles round three. And Cowboys Niners. How crazy is it that we're going into the divisional round and three of the four spots are NFC East teams? Yeah, I know. I was really thinking about that. That's a very it's a it's gonna be a weird Super Bowl because it's either gonna be like something we've probably already seen before in like Chiefs Niners or or uh like Bills Cowboys or 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 Bengals Niners like like some some Super Bowl like that that we've already seen before or it's going to just be like the weirdest thing ever like like Chiefs Eagles Jags Giants like who would who freak would ask for that Jags like, Giants <laughs> Giants imagine like that's not the Super Bowl <laughs> like but that's not uh, <laughs> Honestly like yeah it's going to be like weird cuz I you know the Niners look really damn good um, but you know, 
I'll say this: the Cowboys played like they did last night. Oh, that's that's a that's a tight game. Yeah. So, but I, I kind of. So I don't know if you guys have the same view of this, but like, do you think there's a chance that like Saturday's games stink and Sunday's games are amazing? Because that's kind of what I'm getting out of. Like, that's my prediction of this. I think Chiefs Jaguars is closer than you think. Yeah, I think Giants Eagles is closer than you think too. Probably, yeah. I, I wouldn't, I, but I, I think the way we just talked about divisional games, yeah. And I'll be frank with it, I don't like the way Philly finished the regular season. Yeah, they were like, so like I, I read this article. I remember at one point that that was talking about it was talking about the the last team to fit, to be undefeated during the regular season. And it was talking about like um, those couple Titan teams that were like twelve and zero, like with Kerry Collins. Um, there was another Titans team that was really good too, that was like fourteen and two recently. Um, but that like lost pretty early in the playoffs. Then like the Ravens when they got upset by the Titans, mm. the, like t- teams like that. In in one one in particular too with last year's Cardinals yeah. that were. 11 and 0 or whatever. And they just kind of let, we're like, some of these teams just kind of peak too early. Yeah. And kind of tip after that. Like they get figured out once or twice. This team, this Eagles team was unstoppable. They were just killing everybody. They got kind of like spooked by, by like the Colts randomly and like one or two other. But then they would, then, then all of a sudden Washington beat them. The formula is out and they lose like, two or three more games. So now in the playoffs, they're going to have to play these divisional opponents again. Mm-hmm. Might have to play two of them. They might have to play <laughs> both the Giants and the Cowboys if the, if the playoffs work out like that. The, the big thing for them is they've got home field. Yeah. Right. But but the unfortunate thing is you're going to have a lot of Giant fans at, at, link, at the link after it's Eagles, Cowboys, and the NFC title game, you know Cowboys fans are going to travel well. Yeah. So, and look, in those this game in particular, neither quarterback has the playoff experience. Like, Hurts played one game last year. Daniel Jones just played in his first game. So, neither quarterback's really been there. Mm-hmm. Neither had coach. Like, even though Dable's been there as an assistant with the Bills, so I'm very intrigued by this. Also, this was the last week of the regular season. The Giants said, we're going to play our backups because we can't move up or down. Seed and they wise. almost won. Right. So I think the Giants are legitimately in this. I, I think Jacksonville, Kansas City is going to be interesting because I'm always interested on how that team off the bye looks. Mm-hmm. But the way yeah. Kansas City ended the season – Oh. I, th- I think for me, like the, the only team that I cannot believably buy to win the Super Bowl right now is the Jags. And like the all the rest, I mean, even I guess to I can be like, yeah, I could see them going on a run and just like like beating the teams that are in front of them. The Jags are the only one that I'm just like the chances they get by the Chiefs, then they would have then they would automatically go on the road to Bills or Cincinnati. And then get by an NFC team that like there's no way. Like 
just think of this run for Doug Peterson for a second. If he could get by Herbert, Mahomes, and then Allen or Burrow to get to the Super Bowl. And play against Eagles to take out, I guess, ultimate revenge. <laughs> that was actually Super Bowl. I remember when when the Blake Bortles team lost to New England, we were really talking about Eagles Jags. Yeah. By the way, Miles Jack was never down, you fools. It should have been Jags Eagles. Mm-hmm. And the Jags would have won, and Blake Bortles would be a Super Bowl champion. God, who knows what, what the Jags look like today if Blake Bortles went to Super Bowl. Right. Well, Blake Bortles is the owner, coach, and GM, and the quarterback. And the quarterback. <laughs> he statue. does everything. With a statue of Ken riding the Jaguar. <laughs> okay, now with the if the Lions ever win a Super Bowl, I want a Dan Campbell statue of him biting a kneecap off a lion. <laughs> oh, yes. Uh, all right. So just backtracking, so we're a little bit off topic, even though we were on the games. I want to go back to Baltimore because we had the whole Lamar. Thing. Issues talking about the inflammation in his knee, and there's been I don't know rumors flying around where the Ravens aren't as committed to him, he's not committed to the Ravens. There's gonna be a tag in trade. I know Jason Locke and four, I believe, it put that out there. Where if it's not Baltimore, where do you guys want to see Lamar play? All right, I got one immediately that I'm like, this team is so desperate for a quarterback. They're already pretty good, but just they're they're a quarterback away from being. I, I think I know which one you. I think you're, I think I know who your goal with Adam. They're a good quarterback away from being fun, um, and I don't know how else they're gonna get one. I'm gonna say the Saints. I, I knew you were gonna say Saints. I'm on Saints too. Yeah, they make a ton of sense. They're ready to win now. Carolina honestly makes the same amount of sense. Though, because they're kind of like this, they're in the same boat. They they, they have just about about the same amount of weapons. They have the amount of like draft capital. They they figure out a way to pay him. I know and you don't want to. I know you don't want to keep him in the conference, but the Jets make a ton of sense too. I just would get him the hell out of the conference if that was me. Um, because like if I'm if I'm the Ravens and I'm I'm going to compete every year, I'm going to have to play him every year potentially. What about Seattle? That makes sense too. Yeah, I, th- I, I mean, think Lockett and Metcalf would be the best receivers he's ever thrown to. Yeah, I think Atlanta makes sense. I think if 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 Brady leaves, the Bucks make a the kind of makes sense. I don't really know what they're doing though. I mean, it depends on who the OC is for a lot of these teams. But like, what if, what if you did? What if, you did, what if you did Lamar for Kyler? Well, I don't think you can really trade Kyler when he's hurt. True. I don't think I, that works. I, I know, and I know freaking, who is it, Nick Wright, keeps throwing out, just do fields for Lamar straight up. And I'm like, what? Here's the, here's the weirdest one as far as, like, what Lamar would look like in a uniform. Like, just imagine a world where Aaron Rodgers retires and then they, they trade for Lamar Jackson. Oh, Lamar in in green and in yellow. That would be the weirdest world I could imagine. I think. 
Because I can imagine, I can imagine him in a Saints. I can imagine him in a Seahawks. Because well, honestly, when 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 he was in the draft, I really wanted the Saints to take him, and they had a chance to, and they passed him. Mm-hmm. So this won't make any sense, especially if it's in conference. Is there a way? You're just saying New England. No, no. <laughs> I'm going Indy. Yeah, that's the one I would go with. They're stupid, but they they, they, they won't do it. But they could. They're dumb. <laughs> <laughs> go with that. They just do dumb stuff. They're, no, they're gonna like sign Davis Mills because he's a free agent. <laughs> He had some good potential. He won like what, like two games in three years. <laughs> Davis Mills going from Houston to Indy. Oh my! And then then they're gonna hire Lovey Smith to be the head coach. Yes, the Indianapolis Texans at work. Yeah. Well, if Houston, oh. that's not the worst idea. And then then so like so like here's the thing, you you said like the Jets in conference. I, I wouldn't do that because I think that the I think that. Like, like that's a team that's going to be competitive if you get if you give them Lamar Jackson. But like mm-hmm. the tech, like I don't care. Take it. Yeah. <laughs> All right. All right. So we talked about the games. All right. We'll move on to picking the divisional games. Uh, you guys both went five and one last week. Yes. Mm. Uh, no, your loss was Minnesota. Adam, you took the Chargers. Of course I did. I'm never doing it ever again. <laughs> you don't have well, to. No, Tom went four and two, and I was three and three. I don't know why I took the box. Why? Because or Tom Brady was was unbeaten against the Cowboys, probably. Probably. I have been called Stephen A. Smith Jr. before. Grass versus oh, love that. All, right. All right. Chiefs Jags on Saturday. Chiefs. I think this is competitive. But I'm gonna go Chiefs. I don't lock of the week, Chiefs. <laughs> I don't. I, I honestly, I, like, I think they'll score points. But like, this is gonna be one that's like the Seattle Niners game. That's like, mm-hmm. oh my god, they're winning. They're winning in the second quarter. Then it's just like way over. Could be, yeah. All right, Giants Eagles round trace. I think the Giants are on a good run, but I'm gonna take Philly. The eyes are rolled. He's going to do it. I'm going to take the Giants. I did it last week, and you guys looked at me funny, so I'm going to do it again. Because I don't think it's a, I don't think it's a bad option, but I, I think Philly's I, I'm just- with you. I'm going to take the Giants too. I did I, not I like having really played that in the season. I really mm-hmm. like that, like the game they played with Davis Webb against yeah. them. Yeah. And listen, this Isaiah Hodgins dude. I told you. I said that. I said he's going to be the- his legend is going to grow. Yeah, mm-hmm. he was really good. Like, but he was just like the Bills had taken Gabe Davis in the same year, and mm-hmm. that high always hurts. So, like, when was he ever going to play? Mm-hmm. Gotcha. All right. Okay, I think this is the ultimate game of the week. Oh yeah, we got Bengals Bills. I, I'm yeah. I'm gonna go with who I picked in the regular season. I'm gonna go Bengals. So, like, I think I might have even like considered Bengals earlier, but. And I basically, because they were at home, I'm going to do that same thing here. I'm just going to pick the Bills and just say, I don't really know what, what kind of game this is. I'm assuming it's a shootout. It could be anything. 
And if they win, I might be going to the neutral site championship next week. <laughs> All right, well, well, one quick thing on that sidebar for that second. NFL. It is January football. We want to see them play in the conditions, not in some dome in Atlanta. <laughs> this game should be in that game could be in Denver. It could be in Cleveland. It could be played on a mountain range. I don't care. But you're playing it at a dome. That is weak sauce, NFL. Weak sauce. It feels feel like a college. Like, this is what they do for the college. Like, the SEC championships is what we're going to do for this. Yeah, exactly. Uh, I'm going to take the Bengals as well. I I like the way the Bengals have played. All right, nightcap it, Cowboys Niners. Got to go with the Cowboys here. If that team, the team last night shows up in San Fran, they can do it. I'm going to go Cowboys. I think they can do it too, but I'm going to go the Niners because they were the most solid team. They're the, they're the most solid team all around. They they they. I think they're my Super Bowl pick right now. Still, like they're they're unbelievable. I mean, they're just they're just killing left people left and right. The defense is the best thing going in football. The offense is, is unbelievable. I mean, they're an awesome team right now. I think this is really close, but I'm going to take the Niners. They just have to for, – for me, they just have too many weapons. Kittle, Ayu, Debo, McCaffrey. Oh, by the way, they also have this number one ranked defense in the league also. So, I'll go with the Niners. But, again, we should have another excellent weekend of football. Yep. So, we'll bring it to you then, that next week. But for tonight, for Noah Trembley, Adam Reader, I'm Mike Griffith. Thank you for listening to the Wishbone Shotgun Podcast, part of the Sports Insanity Network. Listen to this podcast, any other podcast, Anchor, Google, Spotify, wherever you get your podcasts. Check out the website, www.thesportsinsanity.com for great blogs, vlogs, planes, trains, and automobiles. A great night. Enjoy Divisional Weekend. Have a great night. Namaste.